Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be back recording with you. Today, I want to talk about how to get the most out of this year. If you're like me, you may be feeling some overwhelm or or burnout and just having a hard time jumping back into the swing of things. We just got through Christmas and then it was New Year's. I love December. Spending time with my family, it was a great month. My daughter actually turned 18 on New Year's Day. I have a New Year's baby, so that was super fun to celebrate her. And then the kids go back to school, and it's time to take down Christmas and get back into your routines, and sometimes it can just feel hard. Like when my kids had to go back to school that first morning, and that alarm clock goes off, and they are tired, I am tired, I feel like you lose some of that momentum that you had before the break. You get up, you go about your day, and it just feels easy. But then you have a break, and it's just kind of harder to get back into that routine. So I noticed that my resolutions, usually, you know, everyone's talking about their New Year's resolutions or their goals or their word of the year. And as I was thinking about this and what it would look like for me, I really was feeling pulled to more stillness, less of a push to do more, but just to be more present. It's tempting as we approach a new year to think about everything we want to do, everything that goals we want to set, and then we focus on everything we're not doing and how we want to improve and be better. But I don't want you to do that because when we do that, It's tempting to also want to do everything perfectly. So we haven't been doing these things up until now, or maybe we took a little break or it's just, you know, the holidays and we stopped doing those, those things. We're out of that routine, right? And so then all of a sudden we have this goal and we want to do it 100% perfectly. And what will happen is this will lead to burnout. And I have noticed that in my life where I've just been feeling a little, a little bit of burnout. And so for this new year, I want to jump in slowly. And so for the first time, really, I've decided that instead of a resolution or a goal I want to set, I want to slow down. I want to intentionally bring more peace into my day, bring more calm and just be present. And I actually have my oldest daughter to thank for this because over the break, she was off of work. And as my other daughters were home from school, she started doing this yoga class. And if I can be totally honest with you, I I actually used to teach aerobics and step and cycle. I love exercise, but I really haven't been that motivated to exercise lately. So I haven't been doing a whole lot of exercising. Yoga is never something I have wanted to do. It's never something I have liked to do. So even as I taught these classes, I remember having to take another certification class for yoga and it was torturous. The music is slow. You're not even like 
breaking a sweat. My heart rate didn't rise and I just felt like it was a waste of time. And so I feel like as I'm talking about this too, it's like a good analogy of my life. It's like, I like to just go, 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 be really, really fast, get a lot done, feel really accomplished. And if I don't feel that way, then I'm like, that was a waste of time. I'm just kind of thinking out loud right now in real time as I'm, as I'm talking here, but I just have not loved yoga. So here I am now I'm older. I haven't been working out as much. I don't teach group fitness classes anymore. My daughter's taking this yoga class and I want to spend time with her. So if she invites me to go, I want to go. So I went with her to this yoga class and it wasn't just like a normal yoga class that I was used to in a gym with the bright lights and it was an actual yoga studio. It's called Yoga Six. And um, the lights were like this soft, dim purple and blue. And the yoga instructor was really good and soft. And actually, because of everything I've done with coaching and and mindset work, I felt like the entire class was like one big reset button for my just emotional wellness and my body. I just felt like it was so kind to my body and myself as I'm in my yoga, in this yoga class, doing my stretches, listening to the instructor, telling me to focus on my breath. And instead of feeling like it was a waste of time, I thought, oh my gosh, I just treated my body so kindly. I just took time for myself to take care of my body, my mind, took some time out of my day. And I'd already been thinking about my focus of this year to be more calm and present and still. And I thought, what a perfect way to add that into my life by doing yoga. So here I am now doing yoga, trying to slow down. And and another little side note, you know, if you listen to audiobooks and if you listen to podcasts and they're at one and a half speed, that may be an indicator that you can slow down a little bit. Maybe take it down a notch to 1.25, which is what I also have done in order to implement this idea of slowing down. And before I forget, next week, some of my fellow coaching friends and I are going to be on a Facebook group where we are going live on Facebook for about 30 minutes every day. So a different coach will go on and share a, a way that you can get more out of 2023. We're calling it Midday Momentum, and I'm really excited about it. So in my show notes, you will find a link to join that Facebook group, and I would love to see you in there. I will be talking about how to get more peace this year in 2023. So be thinking about what you want more of in 2023. Go join that Facebook group. And in this episode, I want to talk about four ways that you can Get more focus and make 2023 the year to get what you want because it can be easy to lose that focus and now we're kind of trying to build up that momentum and it's okay to feel like it's going slow. So be okay with wherever you are at. Make just one goal, one sentence. What do you want more of this year? For me, it's peace and stillness, more calm presence. What is it for you? What do you want more of? And I want you to make it one sentence. So instead of a word or a goal, I want you to create a sentence. I want more of this in 2023. Once you've got your sentence, the first thing I want you to accept is the fact that it's going to be hard. And that's okay. 
So if you're in the habit of looking and scrolling on your phone before you go to bed, and you want to change that habit, maybe you read a few pages of a book instead, that's going to be a difficult habit to break. It's something that goes along with my peace and stillness goals, so it's something that I'm trying to do, and I'm wanting to do it, but change isn't easy. It's going to take effort, and it's going to drain some of my energy, and especially at night when my energy is already low, it's going to be difficult for me to put my phone down. I'm going to want to keep scrolling. And so I go into this making that decision, anticipating the fact that tonight I'm not going to want to put my phone down on the charger away from my bed where I can reach it. And I'm not going to want to pick up the book to read it. But I'm going to decide ahead of time that that's what I'm going to do. So be prepared. Go into it knowing that change isn't easy. Life isn't easy, but this is something that you want. And when you can define your why behind what it is that you want, it'll give you some purpose. Purpose equals power. One of my favorite quotes by Marie Forleo in, in her book, Everything is Figure Outable, and I will put a link to her book in my show notes so that you can go check it out, is that you can figure out how to do anything. And sometimes that can feel overwhelming because we don't even know what it is that we want to figure out. And that's why I want you to just pick one thing, one focus for 2023, and then understand our why. Figure out that why. Make it really important. What is it that you want? Write it down. And then we retrain our brain. We don't have to be perfect at it. We're just figuring it out. So notice the thoughts that come up as you try to implement these things. You might be learning some new tools or reading a book or listening to a podcast. You are going to think, I already know this. So many things that I listen to are repetitive. I love listening to parenting experts, parenting podcasts. They say a lot of the same things because their words resonate with me. But I don't want you to think... I already know this, and so it's a waste of time. I want you to, when you notice yourself thinking that, catch that thought, take a pause, and redirect it to a new thought. Get curious. So instead of thinking, I already know this, you can think, what can I learn from this? What have I learned that I haven't applied? How do I need to take action? Do you notice how those questions open up your mind two different answers. And I love that these answers are going to be your answers. They're not anything that I'm telling you. They're just questions that you're asking yourself and your brain will start to notice and get curious. You will get some new ideas. The second thought and way that we can implement change in 2023, and this is a thought that can make it harder for us to change, is that is that this won't work. This isn't working. I can't do that. Notice when those thoughts come. They're going to make you feel guilt and judge yourself. They're going to pretty much put an end to your momentum because it just feels terrible to think a thought like this isn't working and I can't do it. So instead of thinking that way, I want you to remember what it is that you want. Remember your why. And instead of thinking this isn't working for me, I can't do this. I want you to think a new thought how can this work for me? If I already know what hasn't worked for me in the past, then I know what doesn't work. So I actually have information 
so what can I think of moving forward to do something different, right? Like that quote about insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. So if you keep doing the same thing and feel frustrated that you're not changing, let's do something different. And this reminds me of actually something that I was talking to my daughter about a couple of weeks ago. We've been really trying to help her with her room. I say we, being, being me, and I'm trying to help her with her room because she is a mess. And if you have a daughter who's, who's just really messy, in every other aspect of her life, she does everything really, really well. She has a very high expectation of herself. It's just in this one area, she's a mess and she likes it that way. As I've talked to her about it, she's, she says, well, I know where things are. And in fact, just a couple of days ago, she was looking for something and the night before had cleaned her room. And she's like, if I wouldn't have cleaned my room, I would know where it is. And so I can understand where she's coming from, but I also know that she will be moving out one day and she's going to want to build some habits that will help her not get so overwhelmed. And so every once in a while, if I'm available, I will say, hey, let's go tackle that that room. Let's get some clothes put away and I will help her. In fact, one time she even had a friend come and help her, which I really appreciated. We all have different strengths and there's nothing wrong with, I know I don't want her to feel bad that she can't keep her room clean. And I don't want to have an expectation that if she doesn't care if it's not clean and she likes it a mess, then that's, it's her bedroom. She can keep it how she wants. But then also there's that balance of teaching that you want to instill in your kids because you know they're going to have to learn at some point too. And so, you know, this is the, the job we have as parents, right? So I'm talking to her. I just remember this one experience where, you know, she wants to develop some habits that will help her stay more organized in her room. And so I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was something about I was helping her with her laundry and I was trying to say, hey, why don't you just do one load at a time and get one load done and then put it all away and then you don't have to do it all at once and then run out of time and then now you have this mess and all of these clothes that are clean now laying out on your floor drying. So one load at a time and her comment back was something like, well, I don't have time to do that right now because... And it was some sort of thought that was like all or nothing. Like she had to get all of something else done before she could finish this one little thing that wouldn't take very long. And so I noticed that thought of hers and I said, hey, you know what? You already know that thinking that way isn't helping you keep your room any cleaner. It's actually the reason why we have this problem. That thought right there, that just, you know, it was just a habit. It was a habit thought. It was a thought that just entered her brain. I can't do that because of this. And when you can catch that thought and notice it and actually go, you know what? Is that true? Question that thought and decide, has that thought served me or has that thought contributed to maybe the problem? I don't know. I, I, I was talking to her about it, like not as if I knew that that was the right answer, but it was just to question like, hey, question that thought. Is it true? Or is it the all or nothing that we can typically think that'll make it harder to get stuff done? And so we kind of joked about it, about, you know what, when you notice a thought like that and you know that what you've been doing isn't working, 
how about you do the opposite? And since we were talking about it from a place of non-judgment, I wasn't mad at her for her room being the way it was and for not figuring it out already. And she wasn't feeling bad about it and she wasn't feeling shame about it. So we could laugh about it and be, and just kind of be like, you know what, clearly the, th the way things are isn't working. So what if you just did the opposite? Try to remove some of the judgment that you have about yourself and your thoughts and allow yourself to do something different. When you ask your brain better questions, it will give you better answers and you will start training your brain to stay open-minded. Be open to new ideas instead of being closed off to what doesn't work. And often we see that with our kids because we might give them advice, which is why it's important to let things be their idea or let them figure it out. You know, give them that space to, to want to change. But how often do we hear our kids say, oh my gosh, no, that's not going to work. They're just pretty closed off and that's okay. And that's part of growing and developing. But we as the parent, I know you listening to this podcast can intentionally decide not to be closed off, not to think, oh, that won't work for me. We don't have to make it a big deal. We can just test something out and use the information we get as feedback. We cannot, we don't have to judge it. We don't have to make it mean anything is wrong with us. All we have to do is think, well, that didn't work, and try to find a new way. Hopefully, you have people around you that can support you, and that's where in the parenting aspect as parents, it's so important not to shame our kids because the way that we talk to them and the way that we, I don't want to say make them feel because we can't control how our kids feel, but we can control the energy we have. So if we feel a lot of guilt or shame or judgment about our kids, they're going to respond to that. And that will be the, the thoughts that are going on in their mind. They're going to remember and they're going to attach those feelings to not being good enough and not knowing what to do. And those thoughts and emotions are what they will take with them into adulthood. And they may be the thought patterns that you have. I know that there are some thought patterns that I have that I am trying to unlearn. By getting curious with yourself and with your kids and develop a curious mind without judgment is what really will help lead a change. Which leads me to my last piece of advice. I believe this would be number four, which is self-compassion. If we can teach our kids to be compassionate with themselves and with where they are, it starts with us first. And so that is something that if you need to work on, take a step back from having to be the perfect mom for your kids or do everything perfectly for your kids. If that's really stressful for you right now, if you feel a lot of overwhelm and like you have to do it all, take a breath, stop for a second and ask yourself, is this working for me? Is Do I keep thinking that if I can get everything done and do things perfectly, I will feel better? Because if you are, that's a wheel you will never get off. So it's time to stop running on that wheel and just jump off of it. We want to be the parent that supports our kids. We want to give them a good experience. But if we are judging ourselves harshly, I really want to tell you that it's completely okay to take a step back. Take something off of your plate that's stressing you out. Something that you feel like you need to do. And if you don't do it, the world is going to end. I'm here to tell you the world will not end. 
Your kids will be okay. Your family will be okay. Find more compassion for yourself. Be okay where you are with less judgment. When you can figure that out for you, you will be able to figure it out for your kids. So instead of judging yourself harshly, you're not going to judge your kids harshly either. You will understand that self-compassion is important and you will start to see how it helps you become a better version of who you want to be. And that might be someone who gets less done, but is also less stressed, more patient, more calm. So if it means you have to take a step back and do things a little less perfect, take some of that pressure off, then I want you to do that because just like when I'm talking about more peace and stillness in my life and not adding more, you know, like go, 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 super fast, accomplish a bunch of of things. And instead of thinking about that, I'm thinking about, okay, how can I practice more stillness? That doesn't mean I'm not going to improve or get anything done. I'm not going to just do yoga all day and take naps and listen to soft music and ignore everybody in my family. So it's not all or nothing. It's not like you're either accomplishing things at 100% or doing nothing. But really focus on having compassion for yourself, less judgment, be okay with where you're at, with where your kids are at. And that is where coaching can be so valuable because it really can help you start to be aware of where you need to let go of some things. What are some of those thought patterns and habits that you have that are making it hard for you to be less stressed? Because we know that when you feel stressed, you're you're going to have a reaction to that and it's going to lead to actions and things that you do because of that stress that are going to negatively impact your life. And that's okay. And when you're ready to make that change, let's make that change. It's okay to have cycles of overwhelm. We all experience all kinds of emotions all of the time, but change means action and it's applying what we learn, whether it's from podcasts, books, through church or other groups and communities, change needs action. Action means you're going to make mistakes and mistakes offer feedback like what we were saying earlier. They lead to learning and more knowledge, which can lead to progress. So instead of focusing on perfection, you're focusing on progress, just forward movement. Forward movement might mean three steps forward, two steps back. It's not always forward. You might take a few steps back. But as long as you can keep that self-compassion, less judgment, more curiosity, you will keep moving forward. There is a really good book that I will link also called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. And it really talks about this concept of how easy it is to focus on everything we're not doing, all of the things we lack, instead of focusing on what we need to do. And one of the the tools that it mentions to do is focus on every night before you go to bed, think about three things that you were able to do. They could be really small things. But instead of thinking about all of the many things that you didn't do today, when you go to bed tonight, because that's so easy to do. Our brain can give us all of the things, like a a ticker tape list of things that we didn't get done that day. But it takes a little more effort to think of the things we did do and allow ourselves to feel good about it. So think of the things that you did do. Go to bed tonight. 
thinking about three things that you did do, three ways that you feel productive, three reasons why you feel proud of yourself. And that is where I will end this episode today. Thank you so much for listening. I love being able to record these for you. It helps me just as much as it, I hope it helps you. So whether it's through this podcast or on social media, you can find me at Kristen Goodman Coaching on Instagram. If you've been a client of mine and we've coached together, I love being able to connect with you. So have a wonderful week and we will talk to you again soon. A reminder, go join me in my Facebook group with my other coaches. That is called How to Get More in 2023. It's a Facebook group that we have created where we are going to go live next week. It's going to be a lot of fun in there. All right. Have a good week, friends. Bye. Thank you for listening to Parenting in the Middle podcast. A reminder to go to my show notes, join our Facebook group, How to Get More in 2023. You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Goodman Coaching, and I will also put a link on there if you would like to schedule a one-on-one session with me, and we will work together to create a plan so that you can get more focus this year in 2023. Because I know when you feel frustrated or like a failure or you're doing it all wrong, you will not be the parent that you really want to be. And so all we have to do is unravel those thoughts that are making you feel so frustrated, overwhelmed, and stressed. When we can unravel those thoughts, replace them with new thoughts that are less judgmental, more curious, more compassionate, you will start to become the mom that you always wanted to be.